Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're, especially like you mentioned, coming from that position where you maybe don't have someone who's pushing you outside of your comfort zone, you have to find those people. And I know at the end of the day, there is someone who believes in you and someone who wants to push you, even if you don't know them yet. So you have to find that person. Hello and welcome back to the Go Vertical Podcast. We are super excited for this episode, so strap in, hang on, because this rocket is about to go boom. Uh, we are joined this week by Kayla Livesey. Uh, she is a dyna- dynamic young woman, a student, uh, as well as working with A Better Way to Farm, which is a big organization that helps and supports farmers all over the country. And so we're excited to talk to her today. And especially, I think, getting into the topic of planning out your day and uh, being organized and making sure that you are running your day and your day is not running you. Um, And so we are very excited about this uh, conversation. With that being said, guys, are you ready to go vertical? Let's go. Absolutely. All right. Warren, do we have a tip for this week? Yes, we do. And so... Every week we do a tip of the week, and it's always I'm I'm getting in the habit now of thinking of lessons I've learned uh, throughout the week that I can share as a tip of the week. And I was talking to one of our contractors, um, and he had a, a roofing project. I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't care if I share this. I didn't ask him, but he had a roofing project, and we we had some problems with it. We had a leak uh, happen during the roofing project. It was a tear off. And I talked to him last night, and he was going to have. His guys go uh, do the cleanup today, the final cleanup of the project. The project's looking great now. Um, They got through it. And I was like, no, sir, you need to personally go out there and make sure this project is perfect when it is done. Absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And I guess the tip of the week is if you make a mistake, you need to own it. Whether it's your Mm -hmm. fault or not, you need to own it. And this is something that Kayla's, our guests, our special guest today, her dad, Rod, is really good at. And he, he talks about running into the fire. And... And we've talked about that on previous episodes. But when you make a mistake or there's a problem, just call the person up and own it. Like, hey, we're going to fix this no matter what it takes. So the tip is that own your mistakes, own your screw-ups, whether it's your fault, your team's fault. Don't just send somebody in to fight the fire for you. Personally, go. doesn't matter if you're the owner of the company and go fight the fire. So that's the tip of the week is, is own your mistakes. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, that's great. Thank you for that, Warren. Uh, like I mentioned, Kayla is joining us today. Thank you, Kayla, so much for taking some time to join us. And, um, we are excited for this. So I just have a few questions, uh, as we get into this to get to know you a little bit better and help our listeners to get to know you. So the first is, can you describe what you do in a sentence or two or give us your elevator pitch? Uh, Yeah, I love a good elevator pitch. Um, I would say that I am blessed enough to be able to do what I love, um, which is helping farmers across the United States lower their inputs and increase their yield. So ultimately, we're just helping them, um, you know, really preserve that legacy and make sure that their operation is still there for the next generation. Nice. That's awesome. So what do you spend most of your time doing day to day? Well, I am a full-time college student, 
So that take does take up a little bit of my time. I just got out of class like 10 minutes ago. Wow. Um, and I'm in the library. So we had a, a quiet space to, to talk today. Um, so I spend my time in class working. I've been fortunate enough to find a great church uh, to get involved with down at school. So I spend time doing that. And I have a few student organizations on campus that I'm involved in as well. And then you throw in going home to see the family. And that's that's what makes the week go by quick. Yeah, love it. What is what's one thing that keeps you awake at night? Um, all the I would say the plans that I have for the future and things that are coming up. Um, a better way to farm is ran by myself and my dad and my sister. Um, are, we're the three the three main people involved in that. And I really admire my dad and my sister's ability to uh, cast a really, really big vision and be ambitious with the goals that we set for ourselves as a family and as a company. And I know that there's so many big things coming, and I'm just so excited to, you know, tackle those one by one. Yeah, great. That's awesome. And what do you like to do when you're not working? Can I say that I work for fun? Is that an yeah. option? <laughs> I enjoy what I do. I love it. So it doesn't seem like work. And I think that makes it go pretty quick. But I would say I have a boring answer when it comes to hobbies. Um, and I would say that I work for fun. Yeah. You're not the first guest that has said that. No. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> People like that tend to tend to stick together. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit uh, about yourself and helping us to get, you know, get to know you a little bit better. Um, so as we as we get into the conversation here, um, one thing I just wanted to ask um, is you talked about goals and and setting goals and and having big goals, um, and I guess if I could just get into that for a little bit because I know that's really important. What is it? What does it mean to to you to have? big goals and then I guess how do you go about because it's, it's one thing that came up in a, on a recent podcast is the difference between a goal and a dream and so how do you make sure that you're actually achieving those goals and it's not just a dream yeah absolutely I think for me the biggest difference between a goal and a dream um, is a dream is something that you talk about once and then it kind of disappears but when mm. you turn that dream into an action plan then you have yourself a goal and I was raised um, to, luckily I was raised that it is always better to set a bigger goal that you can achieve than to set a smaller goal that doesn't push you at all. Um, mm -hmm. Mom and dad always uh, set the example to us kids to set really, really big goals and then go after them. So um, I set my goals at the end of the year, kind of like on a yearly basis thing for the main ones. And this year we actually celebrated Christmas as a family um, at the end of the year after Christmas. And we were all sitting around the table talking about the personal goals that we had set. And that was such an inspiring conversation for me and really made me realize how fortunate I am to have developed that habit because I think it is really, really beneficial for me. Um, so when I'm setting goals, I kind of make a timeline for it and then break down the steps that I'm going to take to achieve that goal. Um, so one of the goals we had for A Better Way to Farm this year, for example, was to kind of up our podcast game for the podcast that we have. And so before we got to the new year, Karen and I actually uh, took one afternoon and planned out our whole year of content, who was going to host the show, 
what the topics were going to be, um, when we were going to have a series, contacted our guests um, in advance and really got that planned out. And I think that has uh, shown up in the quality of our episodes. It's shown up in how well they're doing with our audience. And ultimately, it's just more helpful and timeful, timely for our audience, which is our ultimate goal, is to serve them. And so, um, you know, we've continued to follow through on that goal throughout the year, adjust what we needed to. But little things like that, just kind of picking the main areas of my life, um, faith, family, business, school right now for me is also a big one and kind of figuring out where I want to be a year from now in all of those areas and what I need to do to get there. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you said something interesting about the way you were raised and to think bigger than, or to, to set your goals bigger than what you can think you can actually maybe achieve. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say like my parents always set the expectation low, but they never like, I don't, I don't feel like they really helped us dream big. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. But they they definitely would have taught us more or less to make sure you can achieve your goals. Um, I think there's pros and cons to that. But your dad, Rod, Rod Levesse, uh, which a lot of our listeners probably have heard of before, he like he was one of the first mentors or even like teachers who like really pushed me. Like I believe in you, and you need to believe in yourself, and like I'll help you achieve it. And you know he does that all the time. You've you've watched him Absolutely. do that, Kayla. Yep. Um, probably your whole life like he speaks life into people he speaks encouragement into them he says hey and, and he's he says here i have watched him i've watched other people do that like you know just <clears throat> you know exciting people up front they don't even know you they come up and they say something crazy to you and they have no idea what they're saying but your dad like picks quality people out i've watched who he says that too and he's very careful about that and he like speaks life to them and helps people dream big so it's really cool he did that for you for you get for all all of you, I think you have four, maybe four or five siblings. I did that for all of you, and you've all achieved huge things. So that's that's remarkable. See, so we're raised that way. So you know, we're talking about about goals. We're talking about being intentional. Um, so you, I've heard you talk on conference calls before. And Kayla actually, at 19 years old, I believe she was 19. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she spoke in front of a very large crowd at national convention. And she just gave some great, great tips and a keynote there. So there's a couple of things I want to cover today. And one of those is doing big things when you're young. But the other thing is just being like, so you're, you're going to school. You're helping with the family business, A Better Way to Farm, which you guys are probably like, why do we have a farmer on this podcast? It's mostly roofers listening. <laughs> and we had, a, we had a roofer on, I mean, a farmer on a couple of weeks ago, which is Brandon Keithley. Great episode. Um, but the, here's the deal. Being proactive and being in touch with your time is same whether you're a farmer or whether you're mm-hmm. a roofing contractor, whether you're a digital marketer like Nick is. It's not like it's way different. So you're extremely, most people look at your life and say it's very busy. You're going to school, you're helping with the family business, but at the same time, you've built a substantial uh, farming agronomy business and helped a ton of farmers, like you said at the start, at the introduction. And so when all these things are going on, you, it's really easy when the fire burns to just get stuck putting out fires and not being intentional with your time is something that I've struggled with because I try to make proactive phone calls every day, you know, calling up somebody and like building the relationship. So what are some things you do as you plan out your week? You already talked about the podcast. You did it with your podcast. You planned it out. What are some specific things that you do, Kayla, if you're willing to share those that help you actually like be productive with your time, like taking time to do this podcast with us, you know, like you had to be very intentional with your very busy schedule whether you're going to say yes, which day you chose, how do you do that? 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that you asked for practical tips because I'm the type of person like I don't I don't want to feel good. I want to know what I need to go and do. Yeah, that's so right. I love I love the practical tips. Um, the biggest thing for me, like you said, is planning. So I'm a, a avid believer in a good Sunday reset. So Sundays, um, for me, it's important to start my day with church on Sundays. So I go to first service at church, get back. Um, I'm someone that needs to be in a clean area. So I deep clean my room, do my laundry, I meal prep for the week because um, I know that I've got to get that good fuel on my body and I'm not going to have time to cook lunch between classes or dinner between meetings, things like that. Um, so that meal prep has something that I found that I underestimated until I started doing it consistently, but I can really see the benefits there of having that done. And then I kind of make my to-do list for the week once all of that is done. So I just kind of, I call it like a brain dump. I brain dump everything I have going on for that week, deadlines for assignments, meetings, things I know that are coming up for business building, what I need to get done for a better way to farm. And then I just kind of plug those things into each day and kind of structure my days out like that. Um, as things come up, I'll add them in, but I start the week out with a solid plan of what I need to get done each day and starting my week off on a really strong foot is huge for me. And then every night, um, I kind of go through make sure I've got everything down that I need to do for the next day. And then I pick out a big three and those are like the top three things that no matter what, if I've been procrastinating it, if I don't want to do it, if I'm dreading it, no matter what happens, those three things I will get done. So then when those fires do come up. Um, some of the other things are flexible, but the big three doesn't change. Those absolutely get done. That's awesome. So how much time do you spend each week? And maybe you can give us an average of like intentionally pursuing new customers and new sales. So that's something that we all have to do as business owners, whether we're 20 years old or we've been in business for 20 years, uh, we have to pursue new sales. So whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's putting together a Facebook ad, whether it's putting together a TikTok video, whatever you do to generate new business, how much time would you say you spend um, with your busy schedule pursuing new relationships and pursuing new business? I try and dedicate at least an hour a day to it. Hmm. Um, typically, wow. that's me just getting up early and setting aside an hour in the morning before class to get that done because I have morning classes, but farmers are up and at it early. So if I'm need to call them, that's a good time to be in contact with them for making cold calls or following up, things like that. And if I need to work on ads or editing videos, making content, things like that, um, some people aren't up. So there's less people that are talking to me and I can kind of focus on that time. So I try and set aside an hour every morning for that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So you're setting an hour aside right away at the start, just like your week. You're, I like it. You're, you're, you're not like we often think like, well, I'll do that this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're not intent, I feel, I feel like what you're saying is you have to start it off on the right. Like, yeah, you gotta do it first. Happens. Yes. Life happens. Um, especially most people listing our business owners, or even if you're yep. not a business owner, sometimes even as an employee, like you want to be intentional with your family relationships or with your hobbies or with a new sport you're playing or something, you have to be very intentional with that. So, um, what are some things, some some business tips that, of things that you've learned from your dad, like some basic business principles um, of just achieving huge things? So I know we have the schedule, but let's talk about, okay, there there is something like being motivated, but there's also inspiration. There is, you know, 
How do you go about achieving big things? So Kayla Livesey made, if you're listening in your, in your in the Conklin Company, she's a regional director with the Conklin Company. And if you're not part of the business or you're not familiar with it, that might not mean much to you. But you've achieved huge things at a very young age at a rapid pace. How do you go about, what are some practical things that young entrepreneurs who maybe just started their business or are looking to start their business, what are some practical things that they can do to achieve big things because everybody wants to get the big roof job everybody wants to work with the huge farmer everybody wants to you know nick okay he's just digital marketing he wants to work with a big company so he can get a big contract with them how do you go about achieving big things absolutely i am when you said oh like what's something you've learned from dad oh my gosh where where could i start with <laughs> the biggest thing that i've learned from mom and dad i don't even know um, I would say the two biggest things in terms of achievement that have been beneficial for me, aside from planning and time management, is action and confidence. Um, it's going to take massive action if you want massive results. I know we hear that be said a lot. And then being confident in the fact that you are in the right place, you are doing the right thing, and that you are, you know, I know that I am fulfilling the purpose that God intended for me, and that that keeps me going you know what mm -hmm. i mean and so yeah. i think action and you know action and confidence would be the two the two biggest things for me starting out as a 18 year old girl in a predominantly male industry i maybe didn't have all the confidence in the world and i've told this story before but when i called my first uh potential new client i was super excited i was ready to go and i called him up and i just knew it was going to go great and he said, well, can I talk to your husband? And I was like, I you know, don't really want to tell this farmer that I'm trying to do business with that I'm 18 years old. So I'm like, well, no, I don't have a husband. He's like, well, can I talk to, like, your business partner, like the owner of the company? I'm like, no, it's actually me. Like, you would be dealing with me. And he hung up on me, <laughs> oh. which was not the, the best shot uh, for the confidence. So I was, I was in my room, and I go out into the living room where Dad was, and I'm crying. I'm a total mess. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm ready to quit before I've even gotten started, basically. And, you know, super emotional. And Dad goes, sis, if that's how he was going to be, did you really want to work with him anyway? Uh, I kind of just stopped hmm. and sat there and you know it was important to like internalize that and realize that he was right you know mm -hmm. I didn't want that guy anyway and I called the next guy and we met this was during COVID so we actually sat in a car in a Best Western parking lot because you couldn't go in anywhere because it was COVID and he opened his account and he you know three almost three seasons later he's still an active customer very happy. We have a great relationship. Um, but if I had let that one person take a complete and total shot to my confidence, I would have never called James. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So just realizing that you need to be confident and then use that confidence to inspire you to take massive action and you'll achieve those massive results, whatever, you know, whatever results it is that you are looking for. How do okay. you, Go sorry, ahead. I wanted to break in, but just on what you just said, how do you find confidence or how do you be confident when you're not feeling very confident? I was going to ask the like, exact question. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, I understand Warren mentioned when I uh, was a keynote, I got asked to be a keynote at National Convention last year, which was a huge honor. And that's not something I was super confident for. After I got the call that they wanted me to do it, I again called dad. This is a common theme that you see. 
uh, I called dad and I'm like, dad, I don't know why they're asking me. I don't have anything to say. Like my confidence was just not there. And of course, you know, we worked through it and all of that stuff. But even uh, right before going on stage, my legs were a little bit shaky. Um, you know, it, that's kind of a nerve wracking feeling. But I was fortunate enough to, I think the biggest thing for me was my faith. Um, and I know Warren, you played a big part in that, but so many people came and prayed with me that morning and I prayed and I made sure that I had put good things into my body, uh, mentally, physically, so that I was in a good headspace to go and do that. So I would say for me, um, my faith is a big part of my confidence, making mm. sure that I'm diligent and, um, in time for that. And then I feel so much better when I put good things into my body, listening to podcasts like this. I always feel better after listening to what you guys have to say. Um, Ed Milet is great. I love his show, Craig Rochelle, um, things like that. Listening, I also listen to Life Church, um, reading audiobooks. I've been more diligent about reading or doing audiobooks, and that helps. So just basically making sure all my free time is putting good things in instead of getting letting myself get distracted with social media or negativity or other people who aren't going to um, lift me up being more intentional with my time and what I'm consuming. Um, I didn't even realize that that would benefit my confidence, but looking back, I think that's been the biggest help for me. Hmm. Wow. So you probably also get confidence from experience, right? Like you said, yes. you, you know, you got over that. The guy was a jerk. So that's, that's going to be my, my note I wrote down here, if the people are yep. jerks, do you actually want to do business with them? That's that's perfect. Nope. Um, and, and so experience, um, you mentioned personal development, which would be reading books, putting good things into your body. I think sometimes we get hyped up and we have a fake confidence. Like we'll go to a conference or something or we'll just jack ourselves up and we, we like you did on your first, you did have a form of confidence when you made that first call and then it was blown, you know, it was blown to bits. But I like what you said about, like, you, you have, it's part of your faith. You know you're in God's will. You know you're doing what you're called to do. I think that is huge because if you're doing something maybe for selfish reasons or something to keep up with somebody else or maybe it's not a true mission or inspiration, um, talk to us a little bit about having a mission, not just having a business, but, like, knowing what it is that you, you know that you know that you know that you're doing the right thing in life. Um, how did you find that? How do you discover that? Because I think that's a huge part of confidence is knowing that, hey, these are my talents. I'm called. I, I need to be doing this. Now, you might not hear a clear calling from God that you should spray roof coatings or spray you know, fertilizer on a field or work with farmers. But I think as Christians, you know, we will, we will, we will get that reassurance when we pray that God would bless our business. And sometimes he'll close doors and open others. How did you discover, like, and maybe you don't know yet. Maybe you're still trying to figure out where what God has for you in, in your life and, and what life has for you. But how did how do you discover your mission? Hmm. Absolutely. I think you internally you know. And I feel like I hear so many people. I was just having a conversation with someone the other day. And it's what they do for their job. But they were just saying, oh, I'm so burnt out, Kayla. I'm so burnt out. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm trying to figure out how I can do less of it. And... I've been tired, but I've never been burned out. You know, dad, dad texted me the other day, super late. It was like 1 a.m. And I texted him back. He said, you have class in the morning. What are you doing up? I'm like, oh, well, I'm editing TikToks. And, you know, I was tired. 
I wanted to go to bed because I had to be up in five hours, but I wasn't burned out. And so I think when you are where you're supposed to be, despite the pain, you're always, or the, the tiredness or whatever it is, you're always going to want to keep going because at the end of the day, you're so excited about what you're doing. Um, and so for me, that's been the biggest thing is that I don't, I don't feel that burnout. Sometimes you have to pivot, do things differently, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really internal. And I think it kind of ties back to what you said about confidence. I had what you could call confidence before I made that first call, but that confidence was external. And it was also partially probably fueled a little bit by anxiety um, and some uncertainty. But the confidence I had going into that second call was internal. I was calm and I, I knew from me internally that I was doing the right thing. So you have to find that mission internally within yourself. Mm. It's not going to be something that is outward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think that's so key because like, I don't know, I think we misinterpret that confidence sometime and like sometimes and I think it a lot of it has to come with experience. And, and like you said, you know, just just working. Um, so your your family, you're the youngest, right? In your family. Yeah, um, you, I'm the baby. You've you've uh, watched other people make a lot of mistakes. You've watched other people have a lot of success. Um, you talked a little bit about the age thing with your and, and being a female in a male dominant, um, you know, industry. So let's say a listener's listening. He's 19 years old. He's working for somebody, but he's a, he's an entrepreneur. He knows inside that he should be running or he should start his own business. He he wants to do something, and you know, you have a team member, Andrew Moore, who started very young. So you've helped other young people. You've you've inspired them. You've helped them build a business. What would you say to that that young person who maybe didn't have the background you did of somebody who kind of pushed them out of the nest and said, go dream big and go achieve big and you got this, Kayla, and patted you on the back? What would you say to somebody like that who who wants to do it but doesn't have that confidence? They, they know what they're supposed to do or they, they have this feeling that they really want to go try doing something. They just have no confidence, and they're sure they're going to fail, or they think maybe they're going to fail. Um, what would you say to that young man or that young gal that's that's an entrepreneur but doesn't know where to start? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're, especially like you mentioned, coming from that position where you maybe don't have someone who's pushing you outside of your comfort zone, you have to find those people. And I know at the end of the day there is someone who believes in you and someone who wants to push you even if you don't know them yet. So you have to find that person. Um, One thing that I learned from my sister, Karen, that has really stuck with me. Uh, I think we've all heard about like, you know, your five tribe, the, you know, the concept of the fact that the people you spend the most time with the five, those five people, that's who you're going to become. And if the people currently in your life are not those people, or you don't know those people and Craig Rochelle needs to be one of your people. So you're listening to his podcast every single day, then you need to make him one of your five people. Or if you need to spend um, more time listening to John Maxwell or whoever that is, but you have to create who those five people are. And if when you're getting started, you have to draw your confidence and your inspiration and your motivation from those people, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's, it's commendable that you're doing whatever it takes to put yourself in a place where you can achieve all that you're meant to achieve. That's good. That's really good because... Like I feel like a, a lot of times when we try something new, especially like our, you know, local neighbor friends, and and we we start we actually weed those out those negative. A lot of a lot of people before they're intentional about weeding those out, 
have a lot of negativity. Maybe they're a positive person. They have a lot of negative people around them. So when they try something new, the next time they see them, they're like, you really think that's going to work out? Like that, that, that's not going to work. I know it. Here's why it won't work. And so what you, what you're, what I'm hearing you say is like, listen to a, somebody who believes in you, who's going to say, you got this. Don't listen to those other people because they're going to drag you down and shut you down so fast. Nick, I'm sure you faced this when you started your business. I certainly did. I had people who said, hey, why don't you just keep working for the company you're working for? Even if you're not happy, just overlook those things. You know, you're too young. You're too dumb. You're too uneducated. We Everybody has a story. Everybody has some reason why they should not start their business. They have that excuse that they made up. Um, and so... What, she, what I hear you saying is like listening to those podcasts, listening to those people believe in you will help you believe in yourself. And and that's what you got to yeah. do is you got to believe in yourself and you got to go for it. So that's yeah. great. And someone someone that I very much look up to, like the type of person's like, I want to be them when I grow up. Um, they grew up with everything stacked against them. They grew up having no one who believed in them, no one who spoke positivity over them, no one who told them that they could be more than the current circumstances that they were in and they chose to bring themselves out of that and do whatever it took. And I know that they did do whatever, it, whatever it took. And now the impact that they're having on people and the way that they're truly changing people's lives is, is unfathomable. And if you would have told the people around that person, what was going to happen down the road, they would have called you crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so reminding myself of that, and hopefully this is encouraging for someone listening who's in the same position that it doesn't matter where you're at now. You can pull yourself out of that circumstance and become so much more than that. Hmm. That's awesome. awesome. So can I flip Warren's question real quick? Um, and I think we had a similar conversation with Andrew Moore a few episodes ago and it was really interesting. So I want to ask you kind of a similar question. So what would you say to someone on the opposite side, you know, not like the 19 year old who's just trying to get started, but what about someone who's 50 and thinks they're past their prime and maybe feels like their mission is something greater, but it's like, well, I'm too old. I've been doing, you know, working this job for too long or whatever. And, and there's no way I could go out and do my own thing. Like it's, it's too late. My time is gone. What would you say to someone on that end of the spectrum? I would say your prime is exactly what you make it. You, mm. If you start today, you know, say you are 50 and you start today, you could have a positive impact on people living out your calling for 30 years. Think about how many people you could impact. You know what I mean? Wow. So it's it's never too late to start. Don't let that, you know, that's just negative self-talk. That's the devil getting in your head and feeding you a lie. So don't give in to those lies. And same thing, find people, whether it's people around you or people that don't even know your name, find people that are going to make you confident and speak positivity and speaking life over you and just take the first step and get started. Mm, that's awesome. Um, wow. Just change what you're putting in and uh, yep. you'll have different results. You know, mm -hmm. it's interesting. We're sitting here, you know, as Americans, we're self-employed. I sat beside a young man on the airplane yesterday and he was from Nicaragua and he did not know one English word at all, not one. Like I, I tried to get him to talk and it was it was interesting and this is nothing against him, but when they came to pass out pretzels or cookies, like he took a bag of pretzels and like ripped it open and those pretzels were gone in like fifteen seconds. I mean they were mm -hmm. gone. 
And this kid's probably like 25 years old. He's probably my age. And then I'm like, hey, do you want mine? And I gave him a bag of cookies from my last flight and a bag of pretzels, and they were gone. I'm like, this kid, he he's he's completely starved, and he excitedly got out his – I communicated with him via Google Translate, which is great. Mm. Um, we would text back and forth, and, and I asked, he's here for work. I don't know if he's legal or not. I, I didn't care. I wanted to, like, talk to him. I mean, I cared that he's here legally or not, but, like, he was so excited, and – he pulled out a phone that somebody had he had bought because it was a Verizon receipt. But as we were flying into La Crosse, Wisconsin to land, and he put the window up, and he saw, like, America, which he, he did have a layover in Atlanta, but he flew in, and, like, he saw the Midwest, and he saw farmland, and his eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger, and he's pointing. And it's like, it was a reminder of me, and I think it goes like, good along with what, like, what Kayla's talking about, like, we have a huge, huge opportunity here, like, Find somebody who believes in you and go go chase it because we have people coming into this country who are way more thankful than you are if you're a listener. They're more thankful than I am. They are so grateful to be in, in America. And so, like, my challenge to your listeners and to you and you, Nick, and, and you, Kayla, is, like, we have no idea what's at our fingertips. We have no clue. Like, we have people like this young man flying in. And I gave him my, no, no, my number. Once he gets his phone hooked up, he says he'll text me. We'll see. But I want to connect with him because he's staying here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Like, he is so excited about America. Like, it's his first time here ever. He is so excited to be in America, to be in the Midwest, to see farms. And, like, I was just grateful all over again. Like, it inspired me. So I want you to think about if you think maybe there's not much opportunity, maybe you're you're not sure, maybe there's negative people around you, but you want to do something bigger like Kayla's done and like Nick is doing, um, maybe rethink that a little bit and just look for opportunity. And I think that's a big thing that you've done, Kayla, is, like, Yes, you've ran great social media pages, but you've actually, like, you know what to look for in opportunity. Like, you know, you can see that farmer that needs help, and you know how to attract him, how to talk to him. So I'm I'm very grateful to know you, and I'm, I'm very thankful that you took this time to spend time with our listeners. Um, Nick, I don't know if you have any more questions, but Kayla, I, I just really appreciate you, and I know, I mean, you're 20 years old. You build a substantial business. You're still in school. You're interning at a church. I mean, it's, it's so, so inspiring. You have a great, positive, vibrant attitude, and I'm very thankful for that. Glad to get to do business with you, and uh, glad you could be on this podcast as a farmer um, in a, another male-dominant uh, industry of roofing. <laughs> and so, yeah, so great to have you on here. I know Nick has what we call, I think, the fire round. Uh, he has a few more questions for you, but I am very excited about this episode and the notes that I was able to take from this and as always, I feel like I learn more from this podcast than anybody else who's going to listen to it. So thank you. It's great. Yeah, this has been awesome. Um, so, yeah, I do have the lightning round coming up, Kayla. Um, I was just thinking as Warren was was kind of um, wrapping up there, kind of how you talked about your story of your very first cold call. Um, so would you be willing to share, like, is there two or three things you've learned from that first one to now, like tips you could give people um, to have a better, because obviously cold calling is, you're just getting on the phone and talking to people is super important for business, um, but it's a lot of people talk about that confidence, just don't have the confidence to do it. So would you have like two or three tips of how to have, you know, successful or at least not get someone to hang up on you? <laughs> Yes, I get what you're saying. I would say the first thing is confidence. You just got to get started. You know, I wasn't ready. I didn't know. 
I didn't know anything when I made that first call, but I made it anyways. And mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, the first thing is you have to you have to make the call anyways, and know that if you don't have the answer, you'll find the person that does, and that's the best way that you can serve um, those potential those potential new clients. And I would say the second thing, which is equally as important, is you got to do it even when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's days, like I said, you know, I'm tired. There's other stuff going on. I don't want to do it. And there's actually this summer. I had someone that had uh, reached out and I knew that I needed to contact them and some other stuff had come up and I got home later than I wanted to. I wanted to eat dinner and go to bed, but I'm like, no, I'm going to go call them. So I called them, did not feel like it at all. I was honestly internally kind of hoping that they wouldn't answer so I could just kind of like have an excuse to be done for the day. Like, oh, I called them. I did my part Mm -hmm. and they answered and it was one of the most phenomenal cold calls I have ever had. Honestly, they ended up being, um, they joined the team, they got right involved, they've been a very involved uh, customer, they've placed orders, they actually flew um, several hours across the country to come meet us and our team, and they're going to start team building, and I think that more importantly than them being a big part of our team, I think that we'll be able to help them as well, and I'm so glad that I made that call even when I didn't feel like it. So you got to be confident and just get started. And then once you are started, don't quit. You know what I mean? Do it. Do it on the hard days. Do it even when you don't feel like it. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Thank you for sharing. That's really good practical tip. So thank you. Um, all right. So our lightning round, I have six questions for you um, that okay. I will ask as fast as you can answer. So number okay. one, for our first question is, what is the number one thing any business owner needs to know? I feel like I, I paused too long. I feel like I'm not doing very good at the lightning <laughs> round. Um, I would say the number one thing that they need to know is that they can do it. No matter mm. where you're at, know that you can get to where you want to go as long as you put the work in. Oh, awesome. What's the best thing you've done to find new customers? Social media. We made the jump into TikTok even though we weren't prepared and we were very uneducated. And that is where um, we have seen the biggest and quickest return on our time and money investment. Wow. Awesome. How do you stop competing on price? Um, I think you know internally that it's not about the price. It's about the quality of the products and what you have to offer. We're not going to compete. We're never going to be the cheapest, but we are going to be the best. And so that's what matters more. Yeah. What is your favorite tool or system you use for managing your business? Um, Google Calendar, honestly. Mm. That's how I plan my time. That's how I can schedule appointments. I put tasks in there for stuff I have to do in the future. So honestly, I would say Google Calendar is the biggest thing for me. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Favorite business or self-development book? Book, probably The Compound Effect. Mm. That's I love that one. Nick and I love that one. Yep. I just started rereading it. Yeah, it's, I was just thinking the other day that I should I should read that one again. Um, uh, what is the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? I would say show up for people. Mm-hmm. Um, our family has a running joke that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better than the next guy. And in the current situation uh, where people are feeling kind of confused and overwhelmed and uncertain if you can just show up and provide that certainty and stability um that's really gonna gonna put you miles ahead Mm. yeah 
Awesome. Great. Well, that was wow. question number six. That was great. Lots of gold in there. So um, I think people get a lot of value out of that. Thank you for sharing. So as we start to wind down, what uh, what's coming up in your future? Is there anything in the next you know couple months that has got you excited? Yeah, absolutely. I have some people on my team that are absolutely phenomenal. I know Andrew has been on before. He just achieved a big milestone in his business. And him and I have been talking this week about what's coming up for him. So kind of supporting him as he steps out into a new phase in his business is is really exciting. We've got some trainings for our team coming up. Really excited about that. And then we are entering into one of our busier seasons um, with agriculture. So excited to really grow our customer base and serve our team and just set them up for a successful year. All of that is uh, super, super exciting to me. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Love it. So how can people get in touch if anything you've said is interest people they want to learn more about business or um, farming or just anything you've talked about? What's the best way for people to reach out? Yeah, absolutely. So anything farming related, our social media handles are all a better way to farm. Um, so they can check that out there. Me personally, my email is kayla.j.livacy at gmail.com. So I think between those two resources, that should pretty much cover everything. Yeah, awesome. Great. Perfect. And that will be linked in the show notes. So if you're listening and uh, didn't quite catch that, just check the notes. Um, so what is, um, as we wrap up, if I can get one more bit of wisdom out of you, what do you, what would you say is the number one piece of advice you'd give any entrepreneur who's trying to start their own business? Start today. Even if you don't feel ready, even if you don't know what you're going to do, um, where you're going, start today. Take one action step today, no matter how big or small, and grow on that tomorrow and grow on it the day after that. Mm, awesome. 100% agree. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Well, that was a great episode. <laughs> thank, thank you, Kayla, for taking the time to join us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, that, was, that was great. Thank you, listeners, for hanging out with us every week. We appreciate you uh, sticking around and listening to this. And, and hopefully um, we're helping you and your life to go vertical. Uh, remember to like and to follow. Uh, give us a rate and a comment. Reach out with any thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. But with that being said, till next time, let's go vertical. Let's go. Let's go.